following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready now, go Okay, well, welcome to Dunn's Deal. This is the place where I do the deal, and, and I deal them fairly, just like Wyatt Earp down in in Tombstone, Arizona. And boy, oh boy, things are pretty much as hot as they were down in Tombstone. But I still need to give my introduction. Joe Biden is not the president. He's the thief-in-chief, the pretender to the throne. And, you know, I I know he's dementia-addled, and I, I know that... He's got a problem with the truth. He's always had a problem with the truth. But, boy, did he tell some whoppers this this week over, yeah, we're going to talk about it, the elephant in the room. And hopefully we only use up half the show for that. But, um, yeah, i got to talk about um, the shooting down there in Uvalde. And uh, I'm going to start out by saying what I think is really needs to be done about this and uh, we've lost our spiritual bearings in this country a long time ago because there's a lot of solutions being sent out there you know harden down the the schools uh, ban the gun ban the gun all these sorts of things but the uh, the real problem is that Back in 1962, we got rid of prayer in schools. Uh, We've gone a long ways away from from our spiritual bearings, our spiritual starting point. And we've, (laughs) you know, we're killing a million babies uh, a year. 60 million since Roe versus Wade was became settled law, as the Democrats like to say about it. And so we've, uh, we're killing a million a year, and that's not figuring in California, because California doesn't report its abortion numbers. Now, why am I bringing this up before we start talking about Uvalde? Because tragically, uh, you know, 21 people were killed there, 19 kids, and we're constantly hearing about the babies getting killed, and yeah, they were young children. Uh, but there are 2,700 babies killed every day because of abortion. So let's just put this into perspective. If the Democrats are going to be screaming and yelling about the tragedy, uh, and it was a tragedy, and I certainly don't like this happening, nor does any gun owner uh, in this country. Uh, want to see this happen, but it's not the fault of the gun. <laughs> As it was said 
uh, last night on on um, <laughs> on one of the shows. You can put a loaded gun on a kitchen table and it's not going to shoot anyone. You need someone to pull the trigger. Paul Manville. <laughs> Mainville. Sorry, Paul. Didn't mean to forget your name. Just brain fart there. Uh, so somebody has to pull the trigger. And I've got a gun or two. And I've never killed anyone with it. But uh, don't, don't threaten me. Um... Because that's one of the uses for it. Um, and, oh, I left that on the other side there. So, um, the Second Amendment is there to, for protection. And it's there for protection against a government that goes out of control. I don't know, like a government that might want to force you to take... Uh, take a medical procedure that you don't want to have. Um, you know, maybe a government that forces you to get involved in a war that you don't want to be involved in. Uh, a government that takes excess amounts of your money from you because they say they they need it. The Second Amendment is there. When the government gets out of control, when the government uh, becomes tyrannical, uh, when the government starts taking things away from you, when the government uh, causes the price of gas to skyrocket so that it, it forces you to no longer be able to drive your car, when the government forces a, a baby formula company to shut down part of its operations so that you can't feed your baby. Um, yeah, that kind of government. And no, I'm not calling for armed revolution at the moment. But that's why it's there. It's there as a check on the government. You know, we've got famous, famously, we've got checks and balances uh, in the government, you know. The Congress is supposed to keep the president in check. The, che- the president keeps Congress in check. And the Supreme Court is there to keep both of them in check. And actually, the, the states should also keep the federal government in check. But the ultimate check on all of these entities is a weapon in the hand of the ordinary citizen who can rise up. In revolution, like we did, uh, oh, what, what was that year? Oh, 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 1776. Yeah, in 1776, we rebelled against the government. We rebelled against uh, Great Britain. And it was really kind of funny because I was watching you know, a bunch of things on the news and this English guy, this English reporter, was pestering Ted Cruz uh, uh, about why uh, these kinds of uh, shootings only happen in America. Oh, it's only in the United States. It's only in America. It's only because of you people. And uh, that's a lie. Uh, Mexico has a lot more shootings than we do. It just doesn't get reported in uh, American press 
uh, and it doesn't really get a whole lot of reporting in the Mexican press either because uh, it's, it's a narco-terrorist uh, country down there. And if you put too much of a spotlight on the narco-terrorists that are running the country, then you might wind up dead. You know, they've killed, you know, execution-style uh, dozens of people at different times. And Venezuela has done the same. Uh, China has slaves, the the Uyghurs in slave camps. Um, you know, and I'm sure if people were to get out of line, they'd have no problem shooting them. Uh, whatever happened to the guy that stopped the tank in Tiananmen Square? I don't know if he got shot or if he just got run over by the tank and squished into the street. Um, we have the Second Amendment to stop that kind of stuff from happening. Oh, and I started about, you know, getting away from our spiritual roots. You know, we used to have prayer in school. Now... It's been ruled unconstitutional. There's a coach that has a, uh, a case going uh, to the Supreme Court. I think it's on the docket this time around. And he was just doing a voluntary prayer on the, the football field after the game. And, you know, he got hauled. He lost his job uh, because he was leading the kids in prayer. Uh, so we've come a long way from acknowledging God, asking him for uh, his forgiveness, asking him for his blessings. And, you know, that was such a terrible thing to teach kids uh, to pray to God, to believe in God. Now we've, <laughs> we're teaching them to be transgender, that you were born in the wrong body. That you need to uh, castrate yourself. That you need to uh, have a mastectomy or double mastectomy. And someone not a whole lot older than those kids uh, who got shot down in uh, in Uval. So, the spiritual reason is that we've lost God. And... We don't bow the knee to Jesus Christ. We bow, or political leaders bow to Black Lives Matter, a bunch of Marxist, uh, corrupt idiots that um, that fleeced anyone that put money in their coffers. Yeah, the ones that run Black Lives Matter, like, like all good communists do, because they said that they are trained Marxists. And... They took the money and they bought mansions for themselves, just like Joseph Stalin had his DACAs that he could go to his, his country estates paid for by the people. He could go there and escape and get away from the hubbub of running uh, communist Russia when it was communist uh, way back when. I got some stuff about uh, about Russia and Ukraine to talk about later. Yeah, we bow the knee to the communists and the Marxists. Or I should say not we, I certainly don't. But our political leaders do. And boy, did they just 
prostate themselves so quickly, and so do our corporate uh, heads. They just bowed as fast as they could, and they're still bowing to uh, to the green revolution. They're still bound to LGBT, M-I-C-K-E-Y stuff. Uh, so, yeah. That's the reason why we've got th- this problem. We're worship, or we, half this country worships Satan. Whether out in the open or it's not even clandestinely. You can be worshiping Satan and you don't even know it. That's how dumb you are. You know, you, you spit on God, then you're worshiping Satan. So, with that said, let's read about some of the stuff, some of the... Uh, things that happened there in Uvalde. That's my solution to it. We need to return to God. We need to return to Jesus Christ. We need to get back in the church, people. And until that happens, this stuff is going to happen again and again, even if you pass gun control laws. Because look what happened in France during that rock and roll concert there. There was like 140 people that were killed. France has some of the tightest uh, gun control laws in the world. And somehow you had some people sneak in there with guns and they killed about 140 people. And uh, there was Charlie Hebdo. That was the the newspaper in Paris that um, made fun of, of uh, Mohammed. And people snuck in there and and killed the uh, editorial staff. You know, so you can try to lock everything down. But until we get right with God, this kind of stuff is going to continue to happen. Okay. Let's see. Contrary to the information officials released earlier, the gunman wasn't confronted by a school officer before he entered the Rob Elementary School in Uvdal, said Victor Escalon, the South Texas Regional Director for the State Department of Public Safety. The gunman walked into the west side of the school at 1140 Tuesday and started firing. Four minutes later, local... And school police followed him inside, Escalon said. So I'm guessing that all all the kids were shot in that four-minute time. Because there were a couple of cops that followed him in. My question is, where did those cops go? Did did they retreat and leave the building? uh, Did they stay in the building? I doubt it, because there was no talk of, of of cops being in the building anymore after that. Let's see. They hear gunfire, they take rounds. They move back, get cover, and during that time, they approach where the suspect is at, says Escalon. As soon as the gunman entered, he walked 20 to 30 feet 
and turned right to walk another 20 feet before he turned left and into a classroom, Escalante said. Officers are there. The initial officers, they receive gunfire. They don't make entry initially because of the gunfire they're receiving. But we have officers calling for additional resources. Everyone, everyone that's in the area, Escalon said. During this time, uh, they're making those calls to help, help uh, to solve this problem and stop it immediately. They're also evacuating personnel. When I say uh, students, teachers, that's a lot going on. Let's see. So this is page into the story. They kind of backtrack a little bit. This is NBC Universal. Okay, so the suspect had shot his grandmother, crashed his pickup truck at 11.28 a.m. before he walked into the school. Supposedly, there was a back door that was uh, left unlocked. Why it was unlocked, I don't know. If it was locked, he doesn't gain access. Let's see. So from the grandmother's house to the site of the truck crash, to the school, into the school, he was not confronted by anybody, said Escalon. Escalon added that the gunman fired at two witnesses at a funeral home, but the official couldn't immediately explain how the gunman wasn't stopped in the 12 minutes between the crash and the campus entry. This guy, Escalon, and once again, Escalon is uh, the South Texas Regional Director for the State Department of Public Safety. Uh, so they can't explain why he wasn't stopped in the 12 minutes between the, ca- the crash and the campus entry. We, ha- we got a crash, a man with a gun, then you have responding officers. That's what it is. If that's 12 minutes, he said, at the end of the day, our job is to report the facts and, and to have those answers. We're not there yet. It appears that the door the gunman used to enter the school was unlocked. That's going said. Okay, the gunfire was beginning. Let's see. Questions have been raised about the time that elapsed between when the shooter crashed his vehicle and when a Border Patrol officer fatally shot him in the classroom. Well, we know now that was about an, an hour later. The Border Patrol guy came in later. This is a curious uh, thing here about the shooting. Uh, this is towards the end of this article. Officers from multiple units and agencies, including local police and a customs and border protection tactical team, arrived, but they couldn't enter the classroom. The door to the classroom was finally open. He he locked it. You know, we keep on hearing that he barricaded himself into the classroom, but the the barricade was just a locked door. Um. Aren't there multiple ways of breaking into a uh, locked room, getting through a locked door? You know, 
they had to wait for the um, the principal to get a master key. And I don't know, wouldn't the principal have the master key on him? Or wouldn't there be a master key available in the in the principal's room? You know, what did he, did he have to drive home and get his key? I don't know. Oh, this is an interesting thing. It doesn't, I don't know if it relates or not, but you've, you've vowed schools had locked down 48 times this academic year. That's because they're so close to the uh, Texas-Mexico border that, that they've had numerous opportunities for the, um, <laughs> for the school to be shut down. Because of the invasions, uh, the invasion of illegals coming into this country, going through the border states, there's been 48 scares that they've had where they had to shut down the school. Oh, I should get to uh, Uncle Joe here. And so uh, why don't we do that right now? And... Let me go grab my barf bag, and I will listen to him. So, here we go. Nope, that was last week's speech. This is the recent one from Uncle Joe. Oxford High School in Michigan. The list goes on and on, and the list grows. When it includes mass shootings at places like movie theaters, houses of worship, as we saw just 10 days ago at a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. I am sick and tired of it. We have to act. And don't tell me we can't have an impact on this carnage. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. We can and won't prevent every tragedy, but we know they work and have positive impact. When we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. When the law expired, mass shootings tripled. The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons is just wrong. What in God's name do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone? Oops, I cut that short there. It was going to be about two minutes long. But I get sick and tired of Joe Biden invoking God's name. I mean, I'm sure he means uh, Beelzebub or Moloch when he refers to God. But um, Joe, quit killing babies by with abortion. 2,700 babies are killed per day. And uh, you want to use this tragedy in order to take away constitutional rights. And in case you haven't read it lately, this is, Joe, this is what the Second Amendment says. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The right of the people 
to keep and bear arms. And yes, when this was written, it did mean military-style weapons. At that time, the Kentucky Long Rifle uh, was the best weapon uh, around. It had rifling on the inside so that the musket ball would spin and you'd get a spiral. And just like when you throw a football, if you throw a perfect spiral, you can throw it nice and straight. Same thing happened with the ball. When it came out of the rifling, it spun and the, the shot was more accurate. Um, oh, and he, one of the things that that uh, Biden goes on to say is that the Second Amendment is not absolute. Uh, actually, it is. And frankly, all the laws that have been passed to limit Americans' rights to have guns, to have weapons, um, are unconstitutional as far as I'm concerned. Um what was the point? Oh, oh, Joe Biden likes to say you couldn't have a cannon if uh, uh, you know when the Second Amendment was written. Uh, yes, you could. There were a lot of people, especially people uh, who were in the boating industry, would put a cannon or two or maybe three on their ships in case they got confronted by pirates. Um, my grandfather or great grandfather had a cannon that he, that he passed down to my grandfather and unfortunately it got lost in the late 60s early 70s but it was in the family we owned a cannon joe now it was an old one an old muzzle loader one but Yes, you could own a cannon. And there was a guy on uh, in Jamestown, Rhode Island. And he had his own cannon. And he fired on a ship out in Narragansett Bay. And then he hit the cannon when the, when the British came onto the island and looked for it. You know, they, they didn't take kindly to um, uh, being shot at with a cannon. And the the guy took it down to the water's edge, dug a hole for it, buried it in the sand there. So the um, uh, the British couldn't find it when he when they came looking for it. And um, you know, so anyhow, yes, you could own a cannon uh, back in those times. And lest we forget. Uh, <laughs> The shot that was heard around the world, you know, at Lexington Concord. Do you know why the British were marching on Lexington and Concord? Because they heard that the upstart rebels had guns hidden there. And they were going to confiscate the guns. And just like, oh, oh there was some... I'll find it in, one, in my pile here. But there was a uh, representative from uh, from Florida, and he had said about you know the Second Amendment that if Joe Biden tries to take our guns, then he'll find out what the Second Amendment is there for. A lot of people got up in arms. How dare you threaten the uh, the president? That, that's a threat. Oh, you, 
Um, that's also historically accurate. The British came looking for the weapons. Oh, and before I take my break, Ted Cruz got got confronted by some uh, reporter. I think I started talking about this. Got confronted by a reporter who was asking him, why does this only happen in the United States? Why does this only happen in the United States? Well, it doesn't only happen in the United States. But he was from uh, England. He had an English accent. And it's like, hey, we went to war against you guys 250 years ago to break away because you wanted to take our guns away. And now you're back still trying to take our guns away. You didn't learn 250 years ago? You know, the saying is don't mess don't mess with Texas. Hey, don't mess with Americans. Because some of us actually want to stand up for the Constitution. So, anyhow, on that note, uh, let's go make some money. Oxford High School oh, in no, Michigan. No, 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 not that. Not you, Joe. <laughs> right there, I'm looking at this one. It's so apropos. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass. was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island, saw the Great Swamp Battle slash massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. And now for things on the lighter side of uh, life, uh, let's uh, hear from some... one of our local people. Hello, my name is Victoria Gendron, and I am running for Miss Rhode Island USA 2022 as Miss Winsocket. Throughout my campaign, I have been working to shed light on the stigma surrounding mental illness through my support of many mental health organizations. I am in need of your vote. Please go to MissRhodeIslandUSA.com, select Meet Your Miss Contestants, and vote for me, Victoria Gendron. Proceeds from the voting will go to support the Ukraine and mental health organizations. Thank you. Well, there you go. That's a a vote we can all get behind. So let's uh, continue on with the stuff. The United States of Empire by James Dunn shows 
how the U.S. became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil Hun that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. The book, The United States of Empire, in paperback, is available at Amazon.com. Okay, well, that's short, but um, short but sweet, or short but sad. Huh? Anyhow, before I get off of the, the Yuvdal uh, tragedy, I want to read one thing that was that kind of on the lighter side of it. But anyhow, uh, this is about a, a woman. Wow. Learn how one heroic mother saved her two children from the Yuvdal school shooting. Okay, so this mom, uh, Angeli Rose Gomez, heard about the shooting at her children's school and immediately left work 40 minutes from Uvdal. After a 40-minute drive, Gomez arrived on campus and tried to persuade law enforcement on the scene to go save the kids in the school. However, the frantic mother was handcuffed and placed under arrest for interfering with the police investigation. The police were doing nothing, she explained. They were just standing outside the fence. They weren't going in or, or running anywhere. While under arrest, Gomez convinced the local police officers that she knew to let her go. After she was handcuffed, Gomez left the area where most parents and police were concentrated, hopped a fence to sneak onto campus. Gomez successfully entered the school, found her two children, and got them off campus without an incident. Uh, political commentator and journalist Cassandra McDonald wrote on Twitter, This mom is an MVP. Unleashing the moms and dad would have taken this guy out so much faster. Yeah, she, um, she had to drive 40 minutes uh, from work. She got arrested, got handcuffed, got out of the cuffs. Jumped the fence, rescued her kids, uh, avoided being arrested again, and got her two cops out all while the cops were standing around. Um, I'm going to defend the cops for, uh, for a minute here because uh, they were told to stand down. They were told to stand down by the chief of police, so that's why... They didn't rush in after the first few minutes. And still, I want to know, did, did those two guys that were in there in the first place and received shots, 
uh, took shots from the, the shooter, did they retreat? But they thought it was going to be a, a um, hostage situation. And, of course, in a hostage situation, you want to communicate with the perpetrator and, uh, you know, you, you don't want to antagonize them and you do let the, the scene play out, you, you, you know. So that's what I'll say to defend the cops in that situation. Now, they, they could have said to the, to the frantic parents there, hey, this is a hostage situation. We can't rush in. We'll endanger the kids. Unfortunately, from what I've been reading, it looks like uh, the shooter did most of the killing in the first four minutes that he was in there. Uh, so, it's a terrible tragedy. We've got to pray for this country so that these things will stop happening. Um, yeah, you can harden down the... Uh, the schools, uh, I should give out the phone number, shouldn't I? 766-1380-769-0600 and 1-800-949-9674. You, know, you can harden the, the schools, make it tougher for them to get in. But from what I've heard, heard it on the station a few, about an hour ago, um, one of the teachers actually opened up that, that back door. Um... So if people on hand aren't taking the security seriously when they've had 48 shutdowns throughout the whole year, I don't know, maybe the, maybe it happens so often that they don't even think twice about it. Let's see. Bullet grazed the head of the hero border agent who did go in and kill the, the shooter. Um... You know, border agent uh, went in there. They had uh, they had a protective shield. They had there was a bunch of guys behind the shield, and the the border agent that shot the perpetrator, uh, you know, <laughs> took some flack himself. Obviously, and I've got I covered this story already about. Uh, Joe Biden saying the Second Amendment is not absolute. Uh, yes, it is. Here's an interesting article. I'm moving on because this story has been talked about on and on and on. You know, I mean, oh, I've got two callers on. I was going to say, if you want to talk about it, call on in. Because I haven't covered it thoroughly. Um, but there are other things. This is before I go to the callers. Armed woman thwarts potential mass shooting at a Charlestown apartment complex. Yeah, someone that was armed with a gun stopped a, a bad, a good woman with a gun stopped a bad guy with a gun. So anyhow, let's go to these callers. Let's see what's on their mind. Number two, okay. Caller, go ahead. What are you thinking about? Hey, Jim, how you doing? Good, good. Yeah, I recognize uh, you your know voice. <laughs> well, you know what I was uh, thinking? You know, I've been hearing a lot of flack that's been going on with the police. And 
how they were slow to respond and all that, you know, and I, and, you know, I can understand the outrage, but with these armchair uh, detectives that, you know, suddenly get their Facebook uh, university law <laughs> enforcement yeah. degrees don't understand is it, it was a fluid situation. Uh, you know, it, it could change in a nanosecond. They, they and, thought uh, it was a hostage situation. They, 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 right. Yeah, I, I want to yeah, know about those those cops that were in there in the first place. You know, they were exchanging gunfire with the shooter within the first, I guess, 12 minutes, you know? But yeah, there's a lot they, of unanswered Yeah, there's, yeah. there's certainly a lot of unanswered questions there. But, you know, to, to totally trash the police, I mean, you got to remember, folks, okay, these people, these, you know, if, if a single police officer went in there and accidentally killed one of those children and then smoked the uh, the the killer of 19 children, guess who the people are going after? The policemen. Okay, they're going to crucify him. They're going to, you know, call for his head on a stick. You know, yep, and, yep. and that's what the police—that's what the police—the uh, police are facing nowadays. Okay, so it, you know, in, in a fast-paced situation like that, is there going to be collateral damage? Is there going to be a child that may accidentally get killed? Yes, but you know what? You're going to look at the bigger picture. Nineteen, nineteen people, um, two teachers and children. Okay, and I saw those pictures, and. It, you know, it's really a tough thing at this point, you know, to be a police officer because, you know, when you face a situation like that, you know, you have to wonder, well, gee, if I if I do the wrong thing, um, am I going to be, you know, uh, thrown in prison or, or crucified in the uh, court of public opinion? They only have a, they have split seconds to make a decision whether to fire that gun of theirs or not. Split seconds. I mean, yeah. Well, you, think- the split second argument doesn't doesn't uh, carry too much water when it's you're there for an hour, you know. No, but, well, that's true. That yeah. that is true, and that and that's another side effect of what's going on too. You know, I mean, you know, if if you were a police officer, would you like? Oh, I'm not going to take this on. You know, have the next guy. This this is the kind of garbage that we're going through right now. Okay, all the defunding the police. You know, all the bad press we get. By the police. Do you want to be a police officer today? No. 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 <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah, and, and, it's, and one of the things I know you might have an Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, what, uh, you know, I talked to Larry Porges about this uh, the other day, and he, you know, he th- thinks it's a sad state of affairs, but he agrees there should be a school resource officer armed and trained. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, oh, I don't want a police officer in the school. Well, well, guess what, Toots? We don't have we don't have schools like we went to, like you and I, Jim. We we went to a totally different school. We didn't have to go to school. We learned. We learned our ABCs and one, two, three. We didn't have to worry about somebody coming in with a rifle and shooting us. Now we do. Yeah. So you know what? <laughs> the, there was the a song that I sung. I, I can't sing it now because. <laughs> You know, but it was it made a joke about the situation that we're in now. But you know, I I, I agree it's a spirit uh, it's a spiritual problem, but I do agree with putting cops in the schools and um, you know hardening up the doors and stuff. But that's yeah. why they couldn't get in. <laughs> they had the hardened that's door, right. but somebody left the back door open. 
Yeah, well, it's going to be human error like that, and that's what we're going to be prepared for. Just remember one thing, and I'll let you go with this. Yep. In 9-11, okay, remember back in 9-11, okay, we yep. you know, had this, the, the tragedy of these planes going into, uh, into the um, uh, World Trade Center in the uh, Pentagon. We didn't ban planes. We should we have. We should have well, banned the plane. <laughs> no, well, well, let me finish. We didn't ban the planes. We secured the planes. We secured the cockpits. You know what? Why don't we secure the schools the same way we secured these planes? Yeah, we're going to have to. We're going to have to. Yeah. Sad to say, fair, but you know what? Yep. This is the 21st century, and it's only going to get worse than, than here. And, and you know what? Um, I never wish anyone a happy Memorial Day because it's a day of remembrance. But uh, you have yourself a, a happy Memorial Day. Never, yep. no, no. I never wish a happy Memorial Day because it's not any, you know, it's not anywhere. Well, I, I wish you a happy Veterans Day, but <laughs> happy, uh, Memorial Day, it's like, uh, you know, it's a remembrance for those that departed who gave the ultimate sacrifice. But I will wish you an honorable Memorial Day and a very pleasant. Weekend. I like that, an honorable Memorial Day. Yep. Uh, yeah. I agree. Okay, let me get to the next caller. Have a good one. Right, Have an honorable you. Memorial Day. <laughs> I certainly will. Thank yeah. you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Caller two, go ahead. No, thank you. Thank you. You're this welcome. Is caller two. This is caller two. I've been trying to rehash some of the, the uh, logistics the of what happened. Yep. Before. And listen to you a little bit. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. From what I've read, maybe you've read the same thing, or maybe I'm incorrect. He left the grandmother's house after shooting her yes. in a truck, in her truck. Yep. He only got a quarter of a mile, an eighth of a mile or something like that. He crashed the truck. Yep. He got, he got out of the truck. I think he said, I think it says he, he had two weapons, two two AR-15s. He dropped one. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So they, there was one, I think I saw a little picture on a circle next to the tire. I think that's where they were indicating there was a weapon on the ground. So he dropped one. But he had the other one in his hands, and he's carrying it. And he walked to the school, correct? Yes. Now, I don't know how far the school was, but um, obviously it was in, when, within walking distance. Walking and distance. It, it, one of the, the stories I have says that he shot at two people, missed them. While he was on the walk. Yeah, while he was on the walk, yes. And then he goes into the back of the school. Now, supposedly there was a... Um, the security guard, but uh, what I've read is that was completely wrong. There was no security officer at the school, so he just he was able to go right. in. Let me let, let yes. me let me get to my yep. actually in question. Yep, I have heard again heard that I wasn't there. You weren't there. But I have heard reported that the walk with the gun is in to yep. get to the school. Yep, was about twelve minutes. He was not in the in the vehicle riding to the school. He was walking, and the time expired. There was approximately twelve minutes. Have you heard that figure? I've heard the twelve minutes, but um, let's see. Escalon added, he's a, the spokesman, that the gunman yes. fired at two witnesses Sorry. at the funeral home, but the official couldn't immediately explain how the gunman wasn't stopped in the twelve minutes between the crash and the <clears throat> campus entry. Well, there you oh, go. Oh, there you go. Bingo. So it was 12 so, minutes. So they had this to... kid in a small town out in nowhere. 
but they do have a police force. Mm. The police force has cars. They have motor vehicles. And he shot at two he, people. He, he crashed his car. Somebody knew that he crashed his car because it was reported there was a kid walking with a weapon. Yeah. I mean, those, those two people he shot at had they, to have called. How in, the, how in the world did he get to walk for 12 minutes? That's a pretty good amount of time. Yes, it is. In the car to the scene of the of the disaster at the school with an M15, uh, I was going to say M16, that's what I trained on, with yeah. an AR-15 over his shoulder. Yeah. And they couldn't, they couldn't have cops over there to stop this kid or shoot him or whatever in 12 minutes? That is incredible, that's you, you true. Guys, you know, on your last call, you mentioned, the last caller mentioned, oh, these are split-second decisions. Sorry. It was a 12-minute walk, and yeah. apparently, and I could be wrong, I could be wrong, somebody, I assume the police or somebody, knew that he had crashed the car, and there was a gun on the on the ground next to the car. Now, here's the guy walking with invest- another gun for 12 minutes. I don't get it. Unless they were investigating the car, which would be dumb because people know that he's walking and he's armed. So you leave the car and you you go find the gunman. Well, I think you've got a heaping scoop of incompetence, malfeasance, whatever you want to call it there. I know it's easy to sit back, you know, from where we are and criticize. And I'm trying to be objective. But 12 minutes, my word, and he's walking with a gun after crashing a car. They must have known he crashed the car. Somebody must have said something about the, the truck crashing. <laughs> I, I can't believe that he got away. I mean, I can't believe it because it happened. But yeah, and, and, and if there's a minutes, school nearby, don't don't you send a cop car to the school and exactly. and go yeah. back towards the crash? Towards the between the, the whatever route street yeah. or whatever you want to call it between the crash. Well, you would start at the school, then maybe work back towards the crash. Say, what's going on here? Oh, here's a kid with an, uh, an AR, I keep saying that, an AR-15 on his shoulder. Yeah. Hey, buddy, stop. You're going to see a lot of, what do you think? You're going to, last point, I know you might have another caller. Or, no, I don't have another caller, but I only have six minutes to go. Right, okay. Actually, What do you yeah, think about, about about future ramifications legally uh, about this whole mess? Let alone, we haven't even touched what happened in the school where he was in there for an hour. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be, oh, I'm going to be real, even? I'm going to be real cynical here, and say that the American public has the the retention span of a goldfish, and by Monday we'll be talking about some something else. Um, I don't think so. It, it, I mean, you'll still have uh, Beto O'Rourke, the guy who's running for governor, Democrat running yeah. for governor, that's going to keep on pushing, uh, take the guns away, take the guns away. Chucky Schumer is going to do the same. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I disagree. I think this is really getting some attention. And um, what I have liked to see, I'm kind of a basketball fan. One of the teams, uh, two of the teams played a game that night. And the coach, Steve Currit, said, you know, we're going to play this game tonight. But then he went on, he said, but I'm not here to talk about basketball. And he, he talked about the whole thing. He gave us two cents on it. Uh, I would have liked to see those guys say, hey, guess what? We're not playing tonight. Tell the NBA to reschedule the game, please. But anyway. Yeah, you, he could have done that. Yeah. And also, he's been um, uh, summoned to uh, defund the police. Oh, I know. I, I'm not a Steve Currit fan, but I'm saying I think he did the right thing in addressing it. I'm not here to, 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 to oh, sure. basketball. Oh, sure. I, mean, I think you should have gone one step further. We've had a little meeting with the team here, and uh, we took a vote, and we don't really think we should play. We want all attention based on this mess over here. 
Yeah. So I don't think it's going to die out. I think there's going to be a lot of legal ramifications. I think there was malfeasance, incompetence, or whatever you say. I'm sure it wasn't intentional. But boy, for that kid to walk for 12 minutes, I mean, if I put a, a, an AR-15 on my shoulder, when there's no police around, <laughs> I started walking around. I kind of live in a side street, country street. I don't think I'd get 12 minutes without somebody picking up the phone and saying, hey, there's a guy walking down the street here. Send the cop up. <laughs> yeah, he looks a little sketchy. Um, you think, I'd get, pl- you think, plus, I'd, get, he, you think t- I'd get 12 minutes down my street? I doubt it. Uh, plus, supposedly, he took pot shots at uh, two people. Yep. There, so Along the, the way. The, the cops had no, one. Known. I, I, I don't. He shot at the funeral home. There is something fishy about this, um, and I, I can't put my finger on it right now. Uh, you know, That's what I'm calling you. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. You know, I could get real conspiratorial, but I don't want to go out on on a fringe right okay. now because um, you know it, it's still a traumatic thing. You know. It definitely is. Yep, yep. All right, I wish I had an answer, and I wish you had an answer, and I wish somebody else out there had well, an answer. Well, basically, I think the answer is it's a spiritual problem. We've got to get back to God and... and well, uh, I mean, that's fine, but... you're blowing it off, you know, God. I'm talking about what happened here and now, and how this guy... That stands out to me in particular. Once you get in the school, that's maybe a little different story. When he's out in public view, walking down the street with a, uh, a automatic, a semiotic, or whatever terminology you want to yeah. use, combat rifle over his shoulder, on, the, on top of taking pot shots, and he's allowed to get that for 12 minutes? Yeah, well, if that 12-minute timeline holds up. I, I haven't been there. Maybe it's a little more of a rural place than I, than I, than I perceive, but... Um, yeah. No, I I've, 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 I've got to go. I'm down to two okay. minutes. And, yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you for the call. I uh, disagree on the spiritual aspect of it, but that's fine. That's what I, I, I talk radio is for. I think that has its place in time. Yeah, it's called 24-7. <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you for the call. Good talking. So, anyhow... um. It's been a real, it's been real. Not real fun, but real. And uh, we shall be back next week. Hopefully um, on a different subject. Boy, there's a lot of stuff I could have gotten to. Didn't have time for it. But God bless. Say a prayer. And have an honorable Memorial Day. This is a Dunn's Deal. Tell your friends and neighbors to tune in Friday evenings at 6.05 for Jim's perspective on the issues of the week. You're listening to WNRI Woonsocket.